Mikey from Savage Hands. Thank you for coming by, man. I really appreciate it. Um, we talked, you know, a little off the record with everything about COVID, but how have the band members been with COVID and everything? Like, how is everybody? How are you? I'm doing great. Uh, like we had talked before, luckily, I haven't gotten COVID. Seriously? Yeah. I have not. And um, everybody in my band has not had covid and luckily they've all been working you know able to still work we all had jobs um that allowed us to continue working and things like that a lot of us work like construction or um i yeah three of us work construction one of my guys works at guitar center and then the other guy does like uh dash and things uber eats and things like that so right Dash and Uber Eats like picked up big time <laughs> during the pandemic. Yeah, I don't think there was such thing as an oversaturated market for yeah. that job specifically because I did it for a little bit too, and you can make roughly like two hundred dollars in a night. Like it's actually pretty solid. Yeah, I see. I I like had just bought a new vehicle. Well, it wasn't new, but it was like you like a new used car um, yeah. during the pandemic because uh, I I hit a deer with my other one. Oh, so. Shit. I totaled it so like I had to get in I was driving around the band van for a while so I was like let me not rack up the miles on this so I went in and got a new vehicle and it would have been perfect to like do some dash there for a while yeah true god man can we just erase 2020 and start over like you know what I, mean? I wish <laughs> you know it just if honestly to me like I mean I've had an eventful uh pandemic year to be honest like i hated it but in a way i'm like somewhat thankful for it like it it was something that needed to happen for me because in the beginning of the pandemic you know we were on a tour and i you know it was almost done and we were getting ready to come home but i actually owned my own house uh that i couldn't really afford anymore I was just having to work too much and then the touring schedule was getting like kind of busy. So I was just like, dang, like I need to get out of here. But the house needed my presence. Uh, it, it needed things needed to be fixed up. And if I wasn't there to fix them, then, you know, I wouldn't be able to sell it. So the pandemic, you know, kept me home and allowed me to work as much as I can while I was home to come up with the money to fix the things I needed to fix, Good. sell it. And now yeah. I'm, I'm, you know, renting for like literally a fraction of my mortgage and it's been very comfortable living. I'm, I'm like stress-free now. It's awesome. Good. Also, congratulations on the new single release. We're going to talk about that later if we're love no more. That's a fucking banger, dude. I got to listen to that for like a hot minute and we'll go into detail more about that. But, um, I, you know it dude and i think that should be a fucking achievement considering the fact that uh like nobody in the band got covid i still haven't gotten covid i'm like half back so like <laughs> I'm, I'm so close to being fully back so yeah it's it's very strange like in the beginning um like right before we went on the tour was when it kind of started getting talked about and you know i like i kind of like looked at it and just let it brush by my shoulder and then while we were on the tour like you just kept hearing about it more and more and then i was telling the guys and like some of the guys were pretty skeptical 
meanwhile, you know, my brother's back home watching the house and I'm telling him, Hey, I'm, I'm going to Venmo you this money. Make sure you start stocking up on stuff. Like I thought it was going to get like, like world war Z serious type shit. Like, right. It I, technically was. Yeah. I didn't know like what the hell was going to happen. I mean, like toilet paper was not on the list, but, um, <laughs> I was like, like just asking him to buy like essential stuff, like canned foods and like, you know, stuff that could be frozen for a while. Um, and then of course like dog food, just things that, cause like where I used to live, uh, it was pretty far from like grocery stores and things like that. It was kind of in the middle of nowhere. So it was already hard enough for me to get groceries, but luckily there is like a little grocery mart where I used to live and it's like this little country, like they don't have anything named brand, but they, they have like a meat market, um, where the dude on there is like, he, he's like a butcher and you know how they were, I, if I'm, I don't know if I'm going to say this correctly, but like, I'm pretty sure the price of meat like went up and you were only allowed to get a certain amount of meat. Um, you know, when, when you were going to like buy groceries, at least that's how it was in Maryland. And yeah, it sounds right. Cause a lot of the prices were basically inflating. Like, yeah. I don't know if it was tremendous, but I know that people were noticing, you know, different increases in like certain essential like foods or accessories and shit. Yeah. Cause like, dude, it was a, it was a panic rush. Like everybody was just like, I just remember coming home. I just got this new job and, and it was going to be convenient for touring and shit. And they were like, uh, you know, go to the grocery store. And I was like, all right, let's go. And I went with my family and like, we just started stocking up on stuff. And I was like, damn, there's so many fucking people here. Like, this is, this is a serious thing. And you know, we're here, we're a year later and it's still, it's still here, but we're, we're getting very close to the end of this whole situation. So it's definitely exciting. Like Maryland just dropped all of their mask requirements, um, except for like, certain things like i guess if you get on like bus transportation or things like that and then like certain certain establishments still hold the mask requirement i still wear my mask when i go into places and then like at work i wear my mask um i work like new construction Mm -hmm. so there's just a bunch of dirty people walking around everywhere i mean i'm like my hands are (laughs) I haven't. I just got home not too long ago. I haven't shot. <laughs> Sorry, uh, but yeah, it's. I, I still wear my mask, you know, to protect other people and myself. I. I mean, I have noticed one thing about wearing the mask. I. I'll just put it out there. I hate wearing the mask like that. It's, it's a pain in the ass. Yeah, it's inconvenient. Take out, but I haven't gotten one cold um, since I got home from tour, and that's been over a year now and that's been and i work in the out in the weather you know and yeah, i mean I may have got, like some sniffles like you know runny nose things like that but no coughs no chills no aches no nothing like and that's that i usually get sick at least once a year like some kind of cold me too yeah especially with public transportation i mean like you have to think about it japan has adapted that mindset for God knows how long, because when they are actually sick, they wear a face mask for the convenience of other people. So when I used to go to Center City, Philadelphia for a job, you know, there was two or three times, usually two, that I get really fucking sick. But there's also people on the train that are sick, but you hear them sneezing, you hear them coughing, and like, 
you know, obviously they're not being too responsible about, you know, keeping it to themselves. But hey, like it is what it is. And I would usually get sick from something like that. Um, or God only knows, like I sit in a seat, someone sat in prior that was probably all gross and shit. But the masks work. I mean, it's pretty common sense, but, you know, it's just I, it's it's good for like you said, it's you're it's not it's true. You wear it for other people. You don't want to get other people sick. That's why I wear it like, you know, yeah, definitely. This is a very normal situation, and um, and you guys were still you guys were touring big too, cause like, you were with Dayseeker, you were with Rage War, you were with While She Sleeps, like you guys were doing some pretty big fucking touring too, and I'm sure, uh, around that time, uh, you know, you released the album, and bada boom, bada bing, it comes to a fucking close with the industry, the the whole fucking touring industry is just not relevant, um. Which is really a shame. And it's crazy, too, uh, because, you know, I don't know what it's going to look like come fall. But I would assume that you guys might have some kind of plans considering everybody's already booking tours and such, you know? Yeah, so basically, um, the way that the rest of this year goes um, for everybody is the tours that you're seeing pop up and like festivals, you know, that you're seeing bands on, those are all like things that were supposed to happen last year. Um, not all of them. And then some of them have like switched up, you know, change, uh, plans change priorities, whatever. Um, cause we, we keep getting hit up by a lot of people that keep asking us, like if we're going to play, uh, Blue Ridge, uh, in Virginia, you know, that's like our backyard kind of. And mm -hmm. like, you know, no, we're not. And they're like, well, why not? They said that they're like doing like a thing where they're like picking bands. And I'm like, mm, kind of, but like they kind of already had their, their, uh, bill set from last year. Uh, and then, you know, there's a lot of tours, you know, popping up that were definitely supposed to happen last year they just got pushed forward re you know rebooked or like things like that but savage hands uh we do have something in the works uh we got some tentative dates um before the year is up can't i don't want to put any more information out just in right. case it happened. No, i'm excited for you guys it's probably been fucking you know way too long for savage hands to hit a stage and you know scream in somebody's face you know what i mean so like and then I will say, too, uh, I, I mentioned something about it on Twitter, uh, but we definitely scored a date for we – we've been doing, a, like, a Christmas show every year, and last year it would have been, like, the third one in a row. Uh, we do it. It's just – it's usually us and then this pop-punk band called Telltale. Um, they're from Richmond. They're really good friends of ours, and we just – we do it with us too, and then like a bunch of other like local talent, and uh, so we actually got the date uh, booked for this year, and we got a Saturday this time. Uh, the past couple of times we've done it, it's either been like on like a Sunday or like some kind of work night, so it's like kind of hard for all the local like people around in Maryland to get out there because Richmond is like maybe like two hours from where I live okay. where a lot of our hometown fans are. Um, and not to say that they don't like traveling for us, but it's definitely hard on the work nights and stuff, but we got it booked. 
So we're, we're really working on trying to get that information out so we can start promoting it sooner and get people, get it in their plans like way far in advance. Like we want to put up like a pre-sale ticket and see, see what kind of numbers we pull with that. Um, cause I mean like I, I don't know how Virginia is working right now. I don't know if they're like limited capacity. Um, they could be, but yeah, it would be nice. We're just, I'm excited. Things are like, like you said, things are looking, looking good and things are opening up and a lot of positivity going around. So I'm hoping it continues like that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's just you, I see it in other places like Australia. Um, they have it opened for uh shows and concerts and such like that but it is distance it is safe like i mean i, I don't know if every state's going to be different when this whole opportunity um comes to uh to a, like a, a whole where everybody can start touring and playing and uh festivals and such i think i just see it from afar it's like if everybody gets a free chance or not a free chance a fair chance of getting the vaccine because not everybody's going to get it we already know that so if everybody gets a fair chance of getting the vaccine and that timelines over just open just open back up what else are you supposed to do you can't convince all those people that don't want to get it to get it but yeah. um yeah no it'll be a uh, dude it'll be great because people fucking miss it dude like i miss it terribly um <laughs> dude, i mean like and and the one good thing about the pandemic in an unfortunate way is i discovered a lot of new bands i discovered savage hands i wish i knew you guys earlier um i told you i'd do the tiktok thing make playlists first of all I'm really fucking upset because I kind of wanted to grab a couple of your IPAs that you were selling from that brewing company. And I was like, fuck, I'm sure they're sold out now. So there's no way. It, it's, uh, <laughs> that was, oh man, that was like such a cool thing. I kind of like, not, not, I don't want to say undermine, but like, I kind of didn't realize like how cool it was until we drank them all. <laughs> so, so like, no, I always thought it was like this super like really cool thing. Um so Jason, uh my friend Jason, you know, he owns Molly's brewery and then my friend Josh is like the kind of like the marketing manager there. Mm -hmm. And uh and me and Josh have been dealing with each other for a long time. Like with my old band, uh Josh has like a clothing brand where he used to rock his his clothes and stuff and uh so we were just talking, you know, I, I went over to his house one night, we got like super trashed, I showed him the album, and he was just so hype on it, and he was like, dude, we gotta, we, we, we gotta do a collab. Absolutely. I, I was like, with the, with the clothing brand, I didn't know you were still doing that. He was like, no, 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 not that, with Molly's dude. And I was like, all right, I was yeah. like, hype, cool that, and he was like, well, dude, like, you know, I work there. Like, I was like, well, yeah, I, I mean, but is that like, are you able to do that? He was like, dude, Jason, lo Jason plays music. Jason loves your band. I was like, fuck. I was like, all right, well, let's do it. So I, I hopped in on one of their vlogs that they do. They did this, uh, vlog in the past called like Brewmasters. And, um, I hopped in there and then I had a talk with Jason and he was just like, so what do you want the beer to taste like? And I was like, well, I like, I love IPAs. Like I don't love them all, but I love like trying them. Me and... too. Yeah. It's not like the double hop, the triple hop, your standard, you know? Yeah. So I told him, I was like, let's just make something that's like easy to drink, you know, uh, like something where if a person buys one, 
they're going to drink it all, like not put it somewhere and leave it, you know? Um, so like, yeah, we just did a hazy IPA. It was like 5.6%, uh, super light, not, not like, like a light beer, but it was just like, it was really easy to drink and it had a citrus like aftertaste. Mm. Um, and then I, he asked me what I wanted to call it, and I told them it was up to them. And then he called it, he named it Memory IPA, and it, it's just so funny because, like, I don't know, like, it was like Memory Hazy IPA and like Memory Hazy kind of thing. It's, it, <laughs> I was like, damn, you're smart there. <laughs> no, I love See, that shit. You guys, because, uh, dude, I mean, I definitely would have bought some. I don't know how I, I if I would have drove to Maryland, like, that would have been fine. Like, I have no fucking, I do not care. I know somewhere in Jersey, they sell a, um, some brewing company, I forget what it's called, but they, they sell, um, a Taking Back Sunday, uh, uh, brew, a micro brew. Uh, All Time Lowe's got one somewhere in Maryland. And I, dude, I just picked up the uh, six pack because that's all I can afford. Well, that's all they're going to sell to me of ABR's 10 year anniversary of Leveler. I just okay. got that. So, like, I I think those collabs are great. And where I'm going to go with this is um, so we do something on the podcast every once in a while. It's called Drink It or Leave It. It's just we just drink beer and uh, we rate them from one to five or zero to five, whatever. Nothing crazy. But we're going to use the Leveler August Burns Red beer as one of them. So, yes. if you want to jump on for a future episode, let me know. We'll I'm fucking... down. Yeah. <laughs> um, my friend, he he runs a YouTube reaction channel, and he I did like a sit in with him. We reviewed the new Fit for a King record over the summer, and like he popped that thing open. Like he had it on his shelf. He's like, I've had this for a while, and like. I, it wasn't even cold and then he was he just opened it he was like it, it's st- it might still be good and then he drank it he was like oh yeah it's still good so <laughs> and he said it was great that's awesome yeah we're gonna um because i had the i had uh constellations the, uh from elder pine there i had that what was this this is a double ipa it was a little it was a little tardy but i still liked it um so matt from matt mcandrew from slaves i'm sure you know who they are so yeah. he's going to be on. So probably be you, me, um, Matt, and then the co-host because it's kind of like in similar of genre too with the post-hardcore stuff. So I think that'd be pretty sick if you're down. So definitely down. I I've seen uh, Matt play live, but I've never actually. I don't. He doesn't know who I am, or maybe he does. I don't know. But he's gonna, he's gonna find out who you are. You know what I mean? It's <laughs> <laughs> so singing like that guy is so freaking good. Like. I mean, I liked him before I saw him live, and then when I saw him live, because see, when I saw him live, it was before he came out with Original Slaves. He was right. still singing, you know, Johnny Craig stuff, which he was like nailing, you know. So I was just like, damn. And then when that new album came out, I was like, sheesh. Yeah. <laughs> dude, it's a dude. Even talk to a friend, like, that's such a banger of a single, but like, in general, that whole album is really fucking good. They, I think he said they're one song into the new album, so they're uh, slowly working. I think they have a name too. I think he mentioned it. He said there's an, like that they definitely have an idea of the name, so I can everybody's gonna be psyched when the new name comes out. But they're touring as well in fall, so we'll definitely get you two together before he goes out to um, Europe and before you guys start doing anything when it comes to 
okay. you know, fruition and stuff. But yeah, it's a good time. I don't know. I think you guys would kick it off because, like, you know, you're in the same scene. You know what oh, I'm saying? No, definitely. Like, I hope you know in the future our our bands could tour. Like, not that we sound similar, but you know, I feel like we share. I feel like we could share the same fans for sure. Um, like we might be more aggressive than them, but like me as a singer, like I know that I, I'm, I'm kind of like in his range, um, you know, and I feel like people that like his singing would definitely like the way I sing, especially on this newer song. Um, you know, Oh, a hundred percent, dude. I mean, the fact is, like, um, I it, well, let's like let's think about it for a second. So, it's, I mean, you already toured with Dayseeker, and he already has a range in itself, and it's fucking phenomenal. You have a great range, and you have almost the same range. I think you just have more grit to your voice. But Dayseeker, um, Savage Hands, Slaves, Siamese, um, uh, until I wake. Like, there's a there's a collective. Nobody really sounds the same. But I really feel like a lot of fans would appreciate other artists like within that realm. That's just how it usually works. But I, I could totally see that in a heartbeat, for sure. Yeah, it's definitely strange. Like when I go on Spotify, I look to see like who we sound similar to, and they're the list of bands that they say we sound similar to. It's like no bands that I've ever heard of, and I'm just really? like, yeah, it's maybe i don't know if that's just for me or if that's like what always comes up for everybody but i'm just like we don't sound like them i don't know it's i know what you mean yeah like limbs is there uh which makes sense our catalog is pretty diverse that's probably why that's Um, true do you want me to fix it for you i'll make a tiktok and then i'll change (laughs) your uh fans also like (laughs) literally it's just so weird because i mean like you know we have red uh, that was like more of like a radio alternative rock song and then we have a song like useless that kind of popped off that was just straight metalcore right so we're like what are you doing like what are you but we just we just fucking we are what we want to be you know like and that's whatever we think sounds good um now i will say like i i'm the guy like i don't i don't know if i want to scream anymore um like it's just it's hard to do the back and forth thing live um but i'm also the guy that wants to keep the music heavy so you know i'm at like a war with myself constantly but my both of my guitars scream they do it live uh we have like a really sick dynamic live we have like one song there's like four people on the mic you know so it's like uh and i mean recorded some of the guy like some of them are actually you know recording tracking their vocal parts as harmonies or backups uh but live sometimes the guys will take care of like overlapping vocals that i had tracked uh just to continue like you know make it flow well and it it adds such a interesting dynamic because people first of all people like might be you know curious as to how we're gonna play that live and then they see oh shit like the guitarist is doing that and he sounds sick like that's crazy um so that we we love surprising people with that like when we played in new york last year our radio promotion uh crew came out and it was the first time they had ever seen us live and 
that was the first thing he said. He was just like, yo, I didn't know that everybody in the band sings. And I was like, well, now you do. <laughs> <laughs> it like, really helps out. You can get it. You yeah. can take a break and breathe. And then not only that, dude, like the, I'm sure that like they're, you know, harmonizing and like they're, they're on yeah. key with like everything that they're doing within the vo vocal flow. Because with Love No More, now that we're going to get into this more, it's a banger of a song and you double down on the darkness with lyrics too. So um that's incredible like uh is this how long has this song been in the works for um is it coming from like a past of you know your most recent album with uh the truth in your eyes or how is that how did this song come about yeah so i feel like i definitely feel like we recorded it like way after you know we recorded the truth in your eyes for sure uh, but I feel like the song definitely could have had a place on the Truth In Your Eyes record because it comes from that timeline, you know. Mm. Uh, but it's not, you know, people can look at it and, you know, you can take the song and interpret it however you want. But if you're going to try to figure out where it came from from me, I will say it didn't just come from a breakup like that wasn't it like it just came from like a multitude of things like and how i explained it to some of the label pr uh whereas like love no more is just it's more of like a general feeling like about like i don't i don't want to make myself vulnerable anymore you know i it's hard to love uh, people that have done me wrong like it could be about like family I've had I've been having some like really hard family things happen in the past year it's just it's like like I'm it's like a multitude of things it's not just about you know me going through a harsh breakup and not wanting to love a girl anymore right. um, but you know if that's how it makes you feel or someone else feel like go ahead you know, that's what I wrote. I wrote it for people to connect and it would be it would be really easy to connect it in that way. Um, but yeah, it just I wrote that song and I actually had um, Miguel from Siler helped with some lyrics and a lot of the melodies with that song. Uh, he's he's a really good friend of ours and he's been wanting to work on a song with us for a while. So we kind of did it pandemic style where we were sending voice memos back and forth and uh you know we found something that stuck and his lyrics were kind of like about something else so i took the melodies and like changed around some stuff and, and we really got like a good topic going and i just felt it in the song like the song made me feel empty and and sorrow and things like that and i was like you know i'm not that i i want to write happy music but there's just a lot of there's just a lot of pain that i i'm not done talking about yet and yep. it came out in that song i think and i mean you can you can disagree but i think it's one of the most like emotional crushing songs i've ever written oh 100% like, like i'm gonna quote you right now dude like i don't mean to cut you off but now the hands that reach aren't helping me and this hole it feels like home that's fucking that's like it, to me it's like it sounds like you're hitting rock bottom in a sense but it's so dark like you know it's like oh i've I found comfortability and 
this bottomless pit or this pit, like in a sense. Yeah, it was, and part of part of the the lyrics from that song came from. I don't want to sound cliche, but it definitely came from the pandemic because, like, I, so we'll back up, and you know, I went through like a really really bad breakup. Um, you know, I was living in my home all by myself, you know, taking care of the dog and the bills and this and that. I was stressed, you know, anxiety through the roof. Uh, but when we were on tour and like the music, like as soon as we started releasing the album and I got to like feel that like cathartic feeling like, oh, yeah, it's out like I can breathe like and these people, they relate like we're the same. You know, it, it was so cathartic to me. And then when the pandemic happened, it literally all fucking stopped. Yeah. And it put me in a deeper, like a deeper rut than what I was in before. Like, I was like, what the hell? Um, and so, that's not your fault, though, either. Like, dude, no, like, I no, was, you know what I mean? Like, I was so terrified. Like, we're not, like, on a made, like, we're, we don't tour, like, as, as a uh, full-time gig. But I know I have so many friends in this industry. I'm like, fuck, dude. Like, that's their bread and butter, man. Like, you know, it's just, you know, it's hard. And, you know, that's something that everybody should understand. It's, it's, it was inevitable for you as an artist, a full-time gig with your career. Like, there was just nothing you can do. But, dude, that, I'm glad that this, like, kind of gave you some relief with releasing it. Because this is some fucking real, this is some real emotion pouring out of this song for sure. Thank you. And, you know, for a while, I mean, we recorded this song about a year ago. Uh, and just because of the pandemic stuff, it took us so long to get a video for it. Like, uh, just people kept getting, you know, contact tracing and had to quarantine. And, you know, and then the travel thing was kind of whack for a while. Um, and we ended up going with the solo video you know just me in there because right the the lat like this was our third reschedule on the video and my cousin's you know girlfriend was in going into labor and so like oh wow so it's like i can't do it and i was like i was like dude or no, she so she was in labor premature. Uh, the baby the baby was born premature, and she's healthy now. She's home. Everything's great. But at the time, it was scary. But they were in there for like a month, and he wouldn't leave the hospital because of COVID restrictions. So I was just like, well, we got to do this video. I was like, so can we meet in the middle here? I was like, let's just do, you know, a solo video with just me. And he was like, okay, go for it. So. I had the band come help build the set. Um, all my brains, though. Uh, yeah. <laughs> they, they, they offered all the hands that I needed, but it was definitely, I was definitely the brains on that. Uh, dude, if dude. they watched, bitch at me, but I for real was. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> it's incredible. Finally, it's, it's, it's super. It's directed very well, but I think it gives it more of a visual with these lyrics in itself too, because it just pulls you into this darkness. I think it. I think like for you to do soul in this video kind of gives it more of that 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 uh, that vision that you're trying to put out there. It's cool. It's cool as fuck, dude. So yeah, Chris, our videographer, he uh, that guy is the man. Really, really pulled through for this. Um, 
he took a train to get down here with like four bags of gear all by himself. Like it was insane. But um, it was a long weekend of shooting for sure. And a snowstorm happened too. So we, it, oh, that's right. I, so much adversity, man. It was crazy. Like I was just like, yo, what what's next? You know. But um, <laughs> seriously. Yeah, he he actually at first didn't like the idea of no band shots, and he kind of through it he was like i don't know about that man and like and then i i was like yeah i don't know like i was like but you know what i was like let's just let's just do it man like i was like i don't want to reschedule this thing again and he's like i got you because i i knew that if we rescheduled again um we were gonna have to wait a while because he started getting busy right and he started started shooting more videos and i was just like okay yeah, let's let's get this thing done. But I really appreciate the words on it. It's uh, I since I've had it for like a year, I've I've lost like I lost like my initial hype on it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's been it's been a long year of of uh, questions and doubt for me. Um, just about a lot of things. I've just I I've been feeling like way too negative lately. Um, not as of late now, but like just in the last couple of months before I moved out, it was, there was a lot of weight on my shoulders, but you know, it's, it's finally, it's really good to get excited about these things. And I'm, I'm super hype <laughs> now. Yeah, yeah, dude. I mean, you should, I mean, I dude, you should be really fucking proud of this single and this video because it's, it's, it's incredible shit, man. And like, I, you know, I love when bands like take all the effort and like, don't fuck around when it comes to their pure art and like what their vision is and stuff. Like it just, it's, it just makes it more appreciative. I appreciate it. People connect with it. Like you said, and like the, the best thing about it is you wrote it for people to connect with it. And like it's the, it's the most glorious thing about music in itself is like you can take some of that music and just interpret any way you want it to. And that's how you connect to it, you know? So. Yeah, I think that's what, you know, I, I used to strive to like, I want to make things make sense. Um, I don't want to put, I don't want to make things too unclear, but I think now the goal for me is to make our songs like more relatable, um, easily re- relatable. Like, I don't, I can't really give you an example, but it, you know, so a lot of our songs, um, people with these certain problems can relate to them, but no, I want to be able to write a song that anybody can just relate to it like it's that easy you know i feel like those are the kind of songs that people latch on to um and i'm not saying i'm gonna like dumb down my lyrics or anything but just make things a little bit easier to understand i don't i don't feel like my band needs to do this crazy metaphorical written song to it could sound awesome like i think now what we've realized is people really dive in on us because of our energy so i think as long as we continue to put out very energetic songs like the energy and the, the big choruses is what people want and expect from us so as long as we deliver that i think everything will be okay Oh, 100 percent yeah catchy choruses and then like dude even towards the end of that fucking song like that breakdown hits so hard i'm like oh like you get that face for it you know what i mean like it's good dude i I will say uh i was in nashville a few months ago and 
I tracked some demos with my producer and we had a guest writer come in. I'm not going to say who it is just because I want to keep it on the DL because we're definitely probably going to, we're, we're going to work with him again. Um, but we wrote a song and it is crazy. I, I want to get out there and cut it so bad. Um, (laughs) just waiting on some scheduling things to happen. Uh, but it's definitely in the works and, I'm hoping that that song is the next one to come out because that one is badass. (laughs) Yeah, no, I can only imagine, dude. And does that still have like screaming incense, even though you're trying to cut it back a little bit? That that one, that one's more on the high octane, high energy vibe. It's not. Yeah, this this one I would see when I when people uh, when I kind of showed this song to people, uh, they loved it and they were just like, "It doesn't sound like your other stuff," but I still think it could blow up. And I was like, you know whether it blows up or not i was like i like to compare it i don't compare it to sounding like this song or band but i compare it in a sense of like the way it was structured like um 30 seconds to mars the kill like it's like a big it's like a big ballad song kind of like that um but like i said this newer song that we wrote um it's just your 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 original savage hands high energy in your face aggressive ass shit and like i loved it i i told him i was like yo i, I don't want to write another slow song um i want a high tempo song and then he was like okay yeah let's 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 dive into this and then we we wrote the song in like two hours wow <laughs> like, what the fuck that's wrote, wild tracked the song in two hours and i was like we've never done a song that fast like it was crazy <laughs> now Granted, the song is like two minutes and 50 seconds, so it's like a shorty. Yeah, but that's perfect, though, especially yeah. if you could just put it on repeat. That That's repeat worthy when it's that short. You know what oh. I mean? It packs a punch, man. And, like, the thing the thing is, like, people are starting to like those shorter songs now. It's weird. Like, I, a lot of, like, you see, like, a lot of pop artists and hip-hop artists doing these, like, really short songs. Mm-hmm. And at first I didn't get it, but then I was like, oh, kind of like this it's kind of cool yeah they're doing shorter songs and they're doing three choruses like they're basically yeah. making these like uplifting ballads like you said and it's just those choruses just hit but they have three of them and they yeah. have a couple bridges and like that's it like post malone's yeah. um better now yeah it has three choruses. dude it's fucking and it's short and it's catchy it's got it's like an intro bridge in a sense basically into the fucking first chorus and you got your verse and your chorus dude it's insane and the way it's yeah. structured is just like dude i could put that song on repeat forever um yeah i and like i like that you guys are doing that too because um like you know especially with like the tiktok thing and shit that we talked about earlier but like you like there's a lot of people that don't even know who Dayseeker are and their title track like you know sleep talk like dude that's a banger too and like people are just starting to really getting into those kinds of you know, genres are starting to lean over from the pop punk side or the alternative side to like post hardcore and such. Like, yeah, it's definitely cool. Like, I and Dayseeker, there's such a it's it's so funny because like a lot of people around here um, that I'm friends with that don't really listen to this type of music, I'm starting to see them post a lot about Dayseeker. They keep finding somehow seeing Rory's. Uh, 
live videos that he does like With once Caliber a week. TV, yeah. yeah. And uh, like, damn, this band's sick. And I'm just like, you know, my band toured with them. And they're like, no, oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's like they're cool ass dudes. Um, because I had one friend. They when they were on that We Came as Romans tour. That was, I think it was like two days in when I got cut. Um, I was gonna take one of my friends to the Baltimore date. Um, and you know, I was gonna try to see if she could meet the band and whatnot. Um, I still keep, I still talk to like Rory and Gino, Rory more than Gino, but, uh, I still talk to those guys sometimes. So that's awesome. it would be cool, but you know, we'll see in the future. No, it's <laughs> just, yeah, for sure. I just think it's like a great, I mean that tour in general, um, when you were with Daisy and wage war, like, especially cause a lot of the tracks you said, like, it's not, it's, it's, the newer stuff is definitely different from your old stuff, but you're being more diverse and you're evolving your sound to like a next level opportunity. So it's just, a, you know, I think like when the world comes back to an open fucking situation, like it's going to be pretty fucking sick, dude. Like I think these tours are going to blow people out of the water, especially like there's still time to discover a lot of bands that are still underneath you, or there's still time to discover bands, you know, on like, uh, you know the label like on sharp tone on fucking sumerian like you'd be surprised there's a lot of people don't even know who bad omens are i'm like like come on man like what the fuck like they've been around for a hot minute like (laughs) Bad Omens, they're originally from where we are not maryland but like virginia um so i've i've known i've known who noah and nick are for a very long time like noah was in another band that I used to go see live and stuff like I've been watching Noah for so long, but yeah, we, we kind of, I watched them get created and my sound engineer actually worked at the club where they did their first rehearsals ever. Oh no shit. That's pretty badass. Yeah. Like a long time ago, I'm talking like back in like 2015 or 14, maybe I can't remember. It might've been 15. Um, but yeah, like, those guys i was actually i this hand i got i was getting this hand tattooed and like noah and nick walked in as i was getting tattooed and i just looked up i was like yo what's up and they were like noah looked over he was like i bet that sucks and i was like yeah (laughs) (laughs) uh, i got to see them at our so we have a venue in uh silver spring maryland it's the fillmore there's one in Philly, I believe. Yeah, there um, is. Yeah, so we have one in Silver Spring. It's like one of the best venues in Maryland um, for like the the capacity that it is. But I, uh, Bad Omens guested me for their tour. It was like them, Stick to Your Guns, and uh, Parkway Drive. Get the fuck out of here. What do you mean they guested you? Like they guest listed you and shit? Yeah, yeah. Fuck so it. like, that's sick, dude. That's a great show to go to. I mean, stick to your guns. It's like, fuck, man. That's like a good hardcore band I need to get into again. Well, it was like, um, and it was on a Saturday too, so it was like perfect timing. Uh, but my brother is like a huge stick to your guns fan, so I got to give him the experience like that fans normally don't get to get. Like right. we got to in the back. St- it's like side stage vip up on the top um so like you brought in our own booze 
and just sat up there and enjoyed the show from the top. And he went down into the pit for a little bit, but he came back up and he was just like, dude, I want to watch from up here. Like I don't <laughs> ever been able to watch like this. And I was like, yeah, dude, watch from up here. It's tight. <laughs> it is tight. I'm, I'm a little too old for the pit anymore, man. Like I think that's, I think I'm retired from the pit after I was in a pro- I was in like a Prada pit. I'm sure people would be like, "That's weak, dude." I've been in better pits, but I get it. Like, fuck, dude. I'm just old. All right, you know. <laughs> back, okay, back in the day, Prada pits were like death. All right, the like, Dead Throne tour. Like, oh yeah. The first tour for that dude was so incredible. And Ender Shikari was on that fucking tour too. That was actually a good lineup. I forget the whole lineup, but damn. Shafari, I forgot about them. Adam D. That's a band that evolved perfectly. Just like Bring Me to the Horizon. Like there's there's very few bands out there that can do it correctly, but when they do it, right? Like that shit fucking just continues on to be great. <laughs> so that's good. Um and like one more thing. So it's it's great that like there's a there's touring uh being circulated in conversation with Savage Hands, which is fucking great, dude. I I I, I can't wait to see you guys live. Can't wait just to see you in general get on the road. Can't wait for this industry to open back up. Um, and then you're also, you know, really, you released this single for love no more and you're working on another single. Are these going to be incorporated into another album or are you separating that from what you'll possibly be running for the future? Um, so we're kind of like in, I can't really say too much, uh, but we've been demoing songs this entire year, uh, Fuck yeah. out of, We've done like ten or twelve like full demos, and then um, we've got a lot of just riffs and ideas and things that just kind of got tracked and put in a vault. Um, but right now we're working on getting studio time to write a collective of tracks, and I don't, I can't really say what we're gonna use them for because sure. um, I don't want to like spoil the plan of you know what we're gonna do but we're i will say that we're we're in the works of planning you know studio time to record a collective of songs and things like that so i like i can't i don't really know when we're gonna release something again after this uh but i will say it's not gonna be a whole year from now it's definitely be like that again um definitely not so you can definitely look forward to more savage hands music sooner rather than later definitely before the year's up for sure that's awesome uh so basically uh now now we can just you know go call matt let's drink some beers and we'll get him to feature on the album you know what i mean (laughs) i would be flattered um i I I wanted to do some features on the last album, but it would uh, the last album was it was very like rushed. We didn't have a lot of time. We actually recorded it all at my the house that I was living in. Uh, oh shit! Okay. I made a studio in the house. I drove out to Cleveland, where my producer used to live, and uh, we I brought all of his stuff to my house, and he, we just bunkered down at the house for like a month and. A month, we just, it wasn't enough time, you know, for what we wanted to do because we didn't have anything pre written. So we wrote all the songs in that month and then tracked them all as well in the right. same month. So, like, it was definitely uh, a little like challenging. Uh, and, like I said, I wanted to do some guest features, but 
it was just so like bands were on tour it was like in february it was in like march when we did when we recorded that album so a lot of bands were on tour so like nobody was really available um but i definitely want to do some features on this next stuff that we do i feel like enough people know who we are to be like yeah i'd do that you know and i've actually done a couple of features uh one i don't know if my feature i don't know this one band they i featured on their track and then i think they like had like a couple different people try it out so i don't know if they're going to use me or not uh but if they do that's sick if they don't Fuck yeah, that'd be sick. Yeah, dude, your voice fucking carries. It's it's one of those like, when you when you get featured vocalists, like even if it, God forbid, for whatever reason, if it's not in the credits, like you know it's Ryan Kirby or you know it's you know Ryu or you know it's Mikey or you know it's it's yeah. um No, this one's me. If it if it makes it on there, I <laughs> I did like a little I did like a nice little trademark thing that's from another one of our songs, uh, lyric lyrically and like sound wise so people will definitely be like i know where that's from even if they like can't off the top of their head they'll be like i definitely i've heard that before and then they'll they'll it'll come too <laughs> <laughs> i love that shit dude i, I dude, that's got that's creative as fuck with the signature stuff so so what do you want to do so we have the august burns red ipa or no it's not an ipa i think it's a it's a pale ale i'll have to double check it's a, it's, it's leveler but what do you want to get do you want to get an ipa and, and uh, a couple other we're only gonna do three drinks because Trust me, we did four drinks the last time, and we got pretty fucking swifty. <laughs> Just sitting down in a fucking chair, drinking fucking yeah. 6.7% alcohol. <laughs> like, okay, look, so I don't, like, I still drink, but, like, I don't drink that much anymore. Um, mm -hmm. Just because, like, like I said, I don't go out often, and I, I'm not going to say I have a problem, but I definitely... I don't know like i just don't like to drink alone um so i haven't been drinking that much but it's been a tough week so friday it was feeling nice outside i wanted to grab some uh something <laughs> for today and i picked up these random seltzers right it is called a sun seltzer it's made by arizona interesting i don't know like i don't know tea arizona like i, I don't know it looks it kind of looks like it like but anyways I opened it when I got home and I drank it and I was like, oh, this thing tastes like a four loco, like <laughs> disgusting. And I was like, did I like lose my taste for seltzers? Like, but I, th yeah, I think yeah. it's just this one. I think it's just gross, but, <laughs> but, <laughs> and like, I drank like one and I was like, damn, I'm kind of, I'm kind of feeling a buzz, but it, it is, it's like 5% alcohol and it was like a 24 ounce. So, you know, it's whatever, but, um, yeah. I still, yeah, I mean, I'm down for three. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, no, because I remember we did four, and uh, it was it was me, Dave from Covet, and Ben from Strawberry Girls. And we were both like, we were sitting there for a while. And I think Ben was like, dude, I think I, could, I, think I could start feeling this. And he's like, I don't even drink that often, but I can start feeling the buzz. And I was yeah. like, I can't even get up correctly. <laughs> I think we took like three <laughs> fucking pee breaks, dude. I was like, all right, next time we got to do three. I think four's a little too much. So. Yeah. I don't even give a fuck if it's two. It's just I want to be somewhat coherent by the time I get up. So. Yeah, if I'm drinking like a six pack of craft beer, uh, it's usually over a, a pretty long span of time. Uh, I babysit those beers. Like mm. whenever I go to the brewery, like 
like I could be there for four hours and I'll have like three beers. Right. You know? That's how I am. So yeah. that I can drive, um, things like that. But yeah, it's, they, they creep up on you for sure. And they make you super full. Like, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, yeah, cause I'll get that, I'll get that together. The August Burns red one. I mean, that's the limited exclusive. You can only buy them when you were, if you live in PA. So I was like, I got to grab as much as I can. They were only allowed six. So I got six. So that's good. So. You can only buy them if you're a PA resident? Correct. Damn. Unless if you go to the actual uh, Elder Pine Brewery, which I think is in... Oh, dude, you should fucking go there. Where is Gaithersburg, Maryland? Oh, that's like northern Maryland for me. That's probably like two and a half hours away. It's like right on the border. Well, if you want the leveler beer, you can just go pick it up yourself. Because <laughs> I have to drive like... <laughs> Like, I'm going to ship you beer, but, like, I'm saying, like, it's crazy. To get it, my cousin lives in Frederick, um, which I don't think that's too far from Gaithersburg. I could be lying, though. I don't know. Yeah, um, that's crazy. Yeah, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ship you out the beer. I'm going to ship out uh, Matt the beer, and I'll get that I'll get that all figured out. That's definitely going to happen within the next couple of weeks, because I know he's going on tour in Europe uh, in the fall. So I would like to get something done, like, prior before but either of you start hitting the road but dude congratulations on the new single it's fucking tight um really looking forward to what you guys are gonna do in the studio uh in the near future but i'm glad everybody's staying safe and uh you just keep kicking ass band some really solid new music thank you i appreciate it